0: I don't understand why a soldier has to be mysterious. Because the ninjas, or some shit, aren't they? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I said it. Wow.
1: <laughs> hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Yeah. So although we live in a world for the sequels, did prequels.
0: You, I did it in Australian accent this time.
1: You did well done, mate. Proud of you. I'm pretty. I'm really clever. That's great. So, although we live for of the sequels, <laughs> prequels, remakes, and reboots, occasionally we go and see something that's none of these. This week, we saw the true history of the Kelly Gang, starring George McKay, McKay, r- McKay, yeah, McKay, George McKay, Russell Crowe, and Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, yeah. So we're back for a start. We've been off for a couple of weeks. So Yeah, we've had a, we've had a bit of life admin and things to be dealing with, so we apologise for the slight delay. Hiatus. Hiatus, but we're
0: back now. We've got the mysterious lost episode, the, which we might I'm trying to We'll see what happens. Refragment you, back together. We'll
1: see, yeah, the lost episode maybe may come as a bonus. Yeah. At some point.
0: It's not that exciting. Nah. But it's just it'll mean that we'll have we'll only have been one week out rather than two, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're back now. We had a, a couple of options of what to see
1: tonight. But yeah. we Chose to see um, this true history of the Kelly Gang is the full title of it, and it's basically a new version of the Ned Kelly story. Yeah. Um, told in a very particular way. I think it's based on a book um, of the same title, um, but it's told in a in a very visual sort of. Tourish kind of way, yeah. Um, it's like
0: s- strangely stylized, mm. um, like weird color sort of coordination about certain things. The,
1: the thing that really struck me about it was the sound, the music, and the score. But mm. like it was really like in your face, and it was really like the sound of what's going on in his head all the time like, yeah. like when crazy shit happens. Like, because you, you get the, the film's kind of in two halves, you get the first whole section of it is. Ned Kelly as a child. Mm. Um, And for those of you who don't know, Ned Kelly is a sort of a notorious Australian um, outlaw. outlaw, outlaw, Yeah, Australian outlaw in the 1800s. And he's like become a bit of a folk hero in, you know, as time's gone on. It's been done on film a couple of times already. Mm -hmm. Back in 1970, there was a version with um, Mick Jagger who played played Ned Kelly. And then more recently, there was a film called Ned Kelly in uh, like 2003, 2004, something like that. Where it was, um, Heath Ledger played Ned Kelly, yeah, um, and Orlando Bloom was also in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's not a completely uncharted territory, but I don't think I've ever seen anything done quite like this. Um, we went in. I'll be honest. I it wasn't what I was expecting. It was tamer than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, in a lot of ways.
0: It was a lot more artistic than I expected. Yeah,
1: it was a lot, Well, it was a lot more subdued. It was a lot more d- like a think piece, like a character piece. Yeah. The way it's come across in the trailers is that it's all going to be like balls to the wall, like craziness. And there is a bit of balls to the wall craziness, but that's not the whole thing. Like all the marketing, like everything's like neon and just it's all like mm. it's giving you the impression of it being this like, r- you know, fucking rowdy, like.
0: Yeah, and it's not that at all. It's not
1: really. Not well. It's like 20% that. That 80% of it is about a boy, yeah. about a boy and his mother, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah, like...
0: it's this really weird story piece that seems to be based off of like the journals of yeah. Ned Kelly. Yeah. But I never really got too much of it in there. Like, the, 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 the journal itself sort of seems to fragmentally carry along the narrative. Yeah. But in sort of a very light way. Yeah, there's a voiceover throughout that sort of guides you through it. But also, like a lot of it, like the like you say, like it's it's divided into three parts. There's the boyhood, there's man, yeah, and there's monitor, yeah. As like not any spoilers, this just how the film is sort of chaptered. Yeah, the boyhood one is really, really, really interesting to sort of see that it seems to be this sort of like family struggle. Of what it was like to live in the Australian outback at that time, and sort of the turn of the century from the 1800s to the 1900s, yeah. and how it's affected his family, and how it's affected his mother and his father and his brothers and his sisters and himself, and what the families have to do, yeah. and then that passes on quickly, and you think, right, that's right, that's given us a sort of an understanding. Then the middle it drags quite a
1: bit, yeah. And just like the thing that I don't get is like it seems to me that I get that they were obviously they had a very particular vision in this one and they wanted to tell a very particular story. But to me, my sort of limited knowledge of Ned Kelly and from the little bits and pieces that I've sort of picked up on today, mm. there are some things in that story that are cinematic. Yeah. And you should show. Like there's a point in one point so sort of like towards the end when they actually start because that's what I don't get is that the film's called the the true history of the Kelly Gang. Yeah, it's not Ned Kelly, it's just the Kelly Gang. But the Kelly Gang doesn't even happen until like,
0: the third act, and even then, it doesn't happen until no. about halfway through the third
1: act. Yeah, and then and then whilst the Kelly Gang are off being the Kelly Gang, you don't see it, so you hear in like mm. the guy who's chasing them, who's um, Fitz Herbert, I think is the name of the character. Oh so. yeah, Nicholas Holt, and he's played by Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Um, but he says, oh, they, they're they off, off robbing banks now. I'm like, can, 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 we, can, see can it? we see that? That that sounds like something that you should put in a film, if you're making a film about this guy's life. Yeah. Um, And the whole, like, because there's the sort of legend about them is that they did this whole thing with, like, armour. Yeah. They would wear this, like, metal armour, like, yeah. like, early Iron Man armour. <laughs> and that's how they would get away with it, because they would basically make it themselves bulletproof. Yeah. And in the film, they show one sequence with... These guys that you saw rallying to his side, putting mm-hmm. on this armor and discovering their bulletproof whilst they're like practicing, yeah, and then it's never really put to use, you, so you don't see them actually going out and doing anything with it. Yeah, it's like that's but not even that. Like, again, th- I've done a little bit of research, and like, there are stories in there where there was like one of the gang who like betrayed them and mm. was like giving information to the police the whole time, and then they went around and killed, and like this big dramatic standoff with him, who was like one of the, their mates, yeah. And that was an incident that happened. It's a known story. And it's like, right, well, that's like meaty content for a film, isn't it? Yeah. But they just don't do anything with any of that. Mm. Instead, they have this whole like it's very it's all the introspective stuff about
0: his mother and the, his and wife him telling the truth the whole time. Yeah, and...
1: and like it has this confusing bit right at the very beginning, where nothing you're about to see is true. And then the word "true" then goes into true history of the killing Gang. It's like, yeah. well, what's what is real and what isn't?
0: Yeah. yeah, but then it ends on some sort of almost soliloquy. Like yeah. it's, it's, there's a character that's addressing like this chamber, mm. and you. <sighs> and it, but like it's the
1: I think the idea behind that is that it's like it's the legend and the the embellishment that became mm. part of it.
0: And, but but that's what that's that for me. That section there seems to embody the entire film. Mm. That seems like a tacked-on part. For people that didn't understand the film. And it's like, this film is about not, like, is about celebrating more mm. than a criminal. Yeah. Because all throughout, like you say, you know, we're supposed to be sort of learning the true history of the Kelly gang. And Ned is obviously set up as the protagonist and the hero of the piece. But going throughout, he does these awful things. And then there's a certain point when it shifts. Yeah. It very much accelerates yeah. something in oh, there. Yeah. And you go, okay. Okay, Ned's a very different person now. Yeah, like in the space of one scene, becomes yeah. an immediately different person. Yeah, it's really it's odd. It's really odd because it's then, like
1: it's both slow and meandering at times, and then ridiculously like, yeah. fast pace. It's and like hyper
0: accelerates into something else. Yeah, it's all over the place. And then, but that's what I think is sort of confused me about this film. I enjoyed it. Mm. I'm not fussed about seeing it again. Yeah, like I think I was for me
1: it was like. I appreciate that it's, like, a well-made, well-told film, but, like, it's not, it's not as entertaining as I wanted it to be. All no. that is, it's not as entertaining as I expected it to be. No. I feel you can make a better, a more entertaining film out of that story. Mm-hmm. And to to a certain degree, I've never seen any of the previous versions of no. Nick Kelly, but they might be more, like, not necessarily better, yeah. but more entertaining. There's and a difference. Like,
0: yeah. And that's what's sort of getting to me, is that, is this person who wrote and made this? It's um,
1: Justin Kurzel, Yeah. Who's the guy who did the um, Michael Fassbender's version of um, Macbeth a few yeah. years ago, but then he also did Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. Um, so he's a bit hit and miss, I think it's fair to say. Mm. But he's got a very d- particular vision, and that's I think that's something that I was slightly disappointed by as well. Is that the, the trailers and everything made it out that like it was going to be really like visually spectacular and like mm-hmm. and innovative. And there are moments of that, but the vast majority of it is very dimly lit, like because it, it's obviously it's like natural lighting, like in the day would have they would have only had candlelight and you, yeah. you wouldn't have able to see anything. And that's fine, but you, when you're watching two hours of it yeah and you can barely understand what anyone's saying because everyone's talking like mumbling with thick accents it just starts to get on your nerves a little bit yeah um and it's just like "Mm, yeah i thought i was gonna be i thought it was gonna look better than this yeah um and then there has the
0: moments where there's big sweeping
1: vista shots where it does look spectacular and there are some
0: absolutely beautiful shots in there the final shot for example yeah is really 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 powerful yeah um, there are other shots where you're seeing like the Northern Cross, yeah, uh, is, and then there are shots where it's like wh- what appears to be time lapse, but isn't. It's just the way that the trees are moving, and yeah. they just they've messed with the frame rate yeah. and they've or they've um, sort of tuned the cameras in a way to make things look different. Thing, but
1: for for every one of them, there's ten minutes where they're just inside somewhere, yeah, and you can't really tell what's going but like when yeah. they get they're at a ballroom or something or something, Jeremy you know I mean? or. They're in, or they're just in their mum's house, yeah, for ten minutes, and you can't really see anything very well. They're all mumbling. Yeah, everyone, everyone's mumbling. I mean, you get some cameo performances in this. So, like the first half, you get Charlie Hunnam is in it, yeah, and so is Russell Crowe, yeah, and they're both really good. To be fair, I think, and I think that's the one thing I'll say, like universally throughout, is the performances are fucking brilliant. The performances are all like George George MacKay is fucking unreal.
0: That guy, like, is-
1: he's come out of nowhere. Well, for me, I say he's come out of nowhere, but he's like one of these guys who's been like a jobbing actor for like 10 years. Mm. And he's like been in a couple of things you might have seen, but in the last couple of like in the last few months, basically, he's had 1917 and then this, yeah. And now he's like, I feel like he's gonna be getting everyone knocking down his door to try and give him oh, jobs now. Yeah, 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 and he definitely. deserves it because he's great in this. He's, he's amazing he's, he's in both in of these.
0: And like seeing the the performances and the physicality, mm. like the way that he sort of contorts himself in this. Yeah. Has got this weird sort of strange like technique in the way that he contorts his body into making certain movements and the way that he hangs and lies and shifts his form and figure. Like, seems to be setting something up at the start, but then just disappears later in the film. And he's just, like... Like, He's this very gangly, awkward, like... He's sinewy and frightening in his appearance in places, but then in others, you're like, this is an excruciatingly well-dressed man. But then there's... Yeah, but also at the same time, like... It's like this red embellishment that's always a part of Ned's yeah. character. I feel like everything's like a metaphor. Everything's like, do you know what I mean? Because
1: it's one of yeah. those kind of arty sort of. It's like a, it's like a poem mm. made into a film. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the kind of thing where, it like, oh, be always reads red because red represents violence, or you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not practical. It's not what actually mm. happened. It doesn't make any sense. But it's artistic. It's like impressionistic. Yeah, and it's just like mm, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's great. I think, like you say, his physicality is amazing. He also just gets moments where it's just purely just focused on his face and his reactions to someone. Yeah. you can see him fucking giving it, and he's not even saying anything. And, yeah, like, yeah he's brilliant. He's great. Um, also,
0: the way that, that, like, he's portrayed character-wise in this is that he is directly addressing things in a different way mm. to how you would expect somebody like this robin hood folklorist hero to be portrayed and you start to sort of buy that and then these things keep happening and or he starts doing it and then all of a sudden i keep going back to this like really dramatic shift in character yeah and it sort of threw me for a loop and i was like normally this happens when i'm in the bathroom and i miss something really important but i went after that because i was like well the big things happened
1: yeah yeah, I know, it's random. It's, it's really ra- weird, mischaracterisation. Like, no, no, like... You think there should be a ramp-up. There should be, a, like, he committing crimes and things and yeah. things escalate, but instead he goes from naught to 100 really fucking quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, it's oddly paced. I mean, just going through the cast again briefly before we move on. Essie mm. Davis as his mother. Yeah. Fucking great. As um, the young lady from... Um... Jojo Rabbit. I didn't realise until I just looked it up, That's who it is. Mm. I was like, oh, no, I know I recognise her, but it's the same girl from Jojo Rabbit. Her name is uh Thompson Mackenzie. Yeah. Thomason? Thomason McKenzie? Anyway, she's great. Um Nicholas Holt I thought was
0: brilliant. Nicholas Holt was excellent. He's this. always
1: great to be fair, but he like he plays a bastard really fucking well. Like a real, real <laughs> arse. Like you, you gotta be good to play to really choose some scenery and get into it. But he's also like he's a bastard but he can be charming and sort of do you know what I mean he's got that weird sort of awkward charm about him yeah and then it, and then it becomes and then it's but then so he's got ludic- like
0: this fearlessness in him as yeah. well then it becomes creepy
1: he's got this sense of entitlement that he's better than everyone else in the room yeah but it's subtle but he's also your mate yeah do you know what I mean? but it's like, also
0: really clever because you like um, uh, there's the point in there when he says uh, people like you have only ever wanted something from me what do you want from me He's like, and, I and, want and he's like, I
1: don't want anything to start. And then literally and then, like the, next and then scene. the
0: next scene, he wants something. Yeah. And you're like, that's clever. And then you look at the way that, like you say about her, like his entitlement, the way that he walks around and mm-hmm. the way that he sits like when he's in the Kelly house Yeah. and he sat at the head of the table. Yeah. And he just doesn't care that he's in somebody else's house doing what he wants because he knows that he's more important because yeah. at that time he would have thought, because he thought he would have thought, I'm British. I'm a police officer. Yeah. So both of those things would have set him above everyone. Yeah. So he thought he was above that all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the performances like, in this are brilliant. Yeah. The direction is in place. Absolutely excruciatingly beautiful. There are things in there that are just like the scenery is just. Yeah. It's just oppressive. Pro- in proper it's like, like
1: frontier. Australian stuff and there's not enough of those movies about this like the no. other one that I think about is The Proposition you ever seen that? no oh mate The Proposition is an amazing film yeah it's I knew, the guy Pierce. and I think no uh, Ray Winston is yeah. who it is and it's like and it's uh, they, again based on a true story hmm. brothers out you know it's right at the very beginning of Australia where it's the bunch of criminals versus a bunch of like law men yeah and that's literally the, all the country was was criminals and law men yeah and aboriginals that's it um but that is amazing and it looks incredible as well. You should try and watch that, um, the proposition. But yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's not. But it's been. By no means is this a bad film. It's just. It's not quite what I was expecting. I think it could have zigged where it zagged yeah. in a few places. Um, and it had potential to be more than it was.
0: Yeah, I think it needed a little. Like I know that in a week's time I'm not really gonna remember this. Film. Yeah,
1: which is a shame. I thought I'd st- like mm. and like it's it's telling, I think, the fact that we so we've come back from the cinema and we'd sort of dragged our feet a little bit in getting the recording yeah, done. It's taking us yeah. like nearly two hours. Whereas if this was nineteen seventeen, say, we would be like chomping at the bits yeah. to talk about it as soon as we can.
0: Lighthouse, nineteen seventeen, yeah, JoJo Rabbit, all of these different films that we've come home and seen and been like we have to talk about this. Right, let's get on this straight away. Because whereas, traditionally, we don't even talk about the film no. until we start recording. But we've been sat here for like two hours. Yeah. A part of that is because it's been two weeks and we're catching up. Yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> there is a part of that. But at the same but, but time, at the same
1: time like, like if it was a more, yeah, if it was, we were more excited about the film, we would have jumped into it quicker. Mm. Um, which is a shame because I was looking forward to this. And it's not yeah, look, a bit disappointing,
0: but not the worst thing I've ever seen by any stretch. No. Um, I'm just trying to think what else we're looking at really like this. I think the whole message does serve as some sort of metatextual narrative at the end when they're like, oh, we don't have a so-and-so. We don't have a so-and-so. We don't have this prime minister. We don't have this president. We've got Ned Kelly. You know, like. Yeah, like, people were rallying behind this guy because he was, like, anti-authority. And but they didn't get... What's but this? then they're like, oh, we're holding him up. We need a better type. We're Australians. What are we if this is who we're doing? But like, like that
1: that point kind of falls flat to me because they never showed it. No, they exactly. never. Sh- they never showed, like, the whole... how he was being depicted in the press and how the people were rallying behind no. him and that whole political injury element of it, mm. which was a whole thing like that. Like, they, they touched on it a little bit where he sort of had this manifesto, which he published and he had it published in the newspaper and people people, and it was like 7,000 words it was this really eloquent like fucking speech that he put out and it was like a call to arms yeah. to all like the oppressed all the, particularly Catholic people a lot of Catholic Irish who were like really oppressed by the um, authorities that were you know, sort of ruling Australia at the time and people were like running behind it but we never saw any of that in the movie no. they don't sh- he they, they tells us about it after the fact but he's in the court saying this is our hero who we hold up and like is it yeah. it's the first I've heard of it like, does yeah. anyone does anyone outside of the main characters we don't really see yeah. like what the public's perception of him is
0: exactly because then we've then there's an assumption there that we should know more. we should know that
1: yeah and it's like well and so not really like if, you, this if you're is telling horrible. this story from the from completely fresh perspective yeah you need to tell us all that stuff because
0: because yeah. like, all I knew about the Kelly gang was that they were bank robbers who used body armor
1: they used body armor and then in the end they shot him in the legs yeah the end <laughs> that's all i knew really um but yeah anyway yeah a bit missed opportunities Yeah, it was. but not the you know like like i say it's a very is a competently made film with some amazing performances
0: there's some brilliant stuff in there yeah. i would i would recommend people go and see it but don't go and see it and expect the world i'd no. say go and see it if you're really like, if you really enjoy film
1: or well, basically i think because it's a film for film so it won't be long before it's on film four. Yeah, and I think watching it film four at home and it's so much a film four yeah, film. Very much so. Um, That is where it belongs. Really, it's the kind yeah. of film that I can imagine. I think you know, even the proposition might have been a film four film as well. Actually, now yeah. I think about it, Um but it's the kind of film where you can find yourself finding it on at ten o'clock at night on TV mm-hmm. and enjoying it and watching it. But like, that's where it's probably meant to be. Really.
0: Yeah, I think um, so. Anyway, it's in there with like. Killing of a sacred deer. Yeah, well that sort of stuff,
1: stuff like, like that. Yeah. But anyway, that's gonna pretty much do it for um yeah, the sec- the the true history of the Kelly gang. He wanted to call it the secret history, I don't know why. But yeah. Um so yeah, thanks for listening guys. Sorry we've had a bit of a break, but we're back now. We've got a few things coming up over the next month. We've got yeah, um onward, we've got uh The Last of Us part two is coming. Yeah. Um loads Wait, of The really Last cool- of
0: Us. Did I say The Last of Us?
1: I meant the quiet place. Oh, okay. I don't know why. it's the Same thing. <laughs> it is post-apocalyptic clickers and shit. Don't remember. <laughs> Joel, Ellie, fucking, yeah, it, it's fine.
0: Word, other words. Other words. Well, uh,
1: Jim from The Office. It, 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 it's fine. Um, it's very late. It's very late. Um, yeah, so we'll be back with some really cool stuff over the next few weeks thanks for listening um if you can drop us a review or a like on facebook or anything yeah. like that or we'll share it that'd be really appreciated um and yeah we'll see you next week
0: bye boy oh, i thought we were gonna do like a what one of bye, bye bye Right? Links, but, yeah no we yeah but there's two of us
1: yeah that one, yeah that
0: couldn't I felt like uh, that that wouldn't baby that so we could harmonize or something else. Mulan. Yes. Let's get down to business To, to defeat, defeat the, Huns. the Huns. Did they send me daughters When, when I asked, asked for sons <laughs> You're the saddest bunch I I've ever, ever seen <laughs> and you haven't got a clue. No, Somehow I'll <laughs> make, make a, man a man out of you. <laughs>